This week, we saw the end of the post-Cold War period, at least in Europe. Russian President Vladimir Putin, in an extraordinary speech on Monday, threw down the gauntlet and said to Ukraine, to the Russian people, to all European states, to the United States, to the world, that what he wanted was a return of Russian dominion, not only over the places of the former Soviet Union, but frankly over Central and Eastern Europe. The little man who was a KGB agent in Dresden when the wall came down in 1989 has never forgiven the Soviet leadership at the time, Mikhail Gorbachev and others, for losing the Cold War, for humiliating Russia in the way that it was, in his mind, humiliated uh, by the fact that the Soviet Union ceased to exist in 1991. The Warsaw Pact that the Soviet Union dominated as if it was its own uh, disintegrated in 1991. And now when Russia is more powerful, when Russia has spent significant amounts of money on uh, its, uh, its military capability, when oil and gas prices, prices are high and there is a lot of income coming into the Russian coffers, now he thinks that this the time has come to revisit and revise the post-Cold War European order. He thinks the United States is weak. He thinks that the United States is divided internally, something, by the way, that he spent a, a good amount of time and energy uh, trying to affect through interventions in the 2016 and 2020 uh, elections. Uh, and at the same time, he thinks that Europe is weak and divided, that a post-Merkel Germany won't be able to uh, unite, that a France uh, in the throes of a new presidential election uh, is not going to pay attention to what he's doing. And he thinks the time has come for him to move. But he's miscalculating. He's wrong about what uh, he, uh, he sees as a weakness in the West. Ever since last October, when uh, U.S. intelligence picked up on the plans that are now unfolding, uh, the, the Biden administration has worked hard uh, and uh, superbly, frankly, uh, to bring together the NATO alliance, to bring North American countries and the, and the European countries together in steadfast opposition to what Vladimir Putin is trying to do. They made the decision that direct intervention in Ukraine uh, was not something that was in the cards because Ukraine is not a member of NATO. But beyond that, uh, a very clear stance and strategy has emerged strong sanctions, the first wave of which we have seen now, uh, would be implemented if Putin moves against Ukraine. A reinforced NATO in the eastern flank is now unrolling uh, as we speak, and strong political, economic, and military support to Ukraine to defend itself is now coming forward. We're in the cusp, as President Biden said the other day, of a full-scale invasion, which is in no doubt in my mind going to unravel in the next few days. What we will see then is not a weakened West, but a strengthened West, a West that is going to be ready to stand up to Russia, ready to make sure that Russia does not succeed, ultimately even in Ukraine, but certainly not beyond that. We're entering a new era, not the Cold War, but an era of containment, an era in which the West will be united, standing uh, across the ambitions of Vladimir Putin, and slowly but surely find ways for the internal cracks of the system that still exist and have existed for so long uh, to emerge, for opposition to arise to Putin himself, for at some point in the, in the future, not, next, not in the next few days, not in the next few weeks or months, but certainly in the next years, 
an opposition that will say enough is enough. Imperial ambition doesn't help Russia. Imperial ambition does not help the Russian people. We want what our friends in Europe have long enjoyed, peace, prosperity, freedom, and the right to choose our own destiny. That is where I think we're heading. Uh, I certainly hope that the West will remain united and strong in that effort. Thank you. And follow me on Twitter at Evo H. Dalder for further conversations.